This is a podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. I've got to tell you, something incredible happened yesterday. All right. Obviously, obviously, uh, you're clearly ready for this, all right? Something amazing happened. I feel like, we feel like, well, I feel like, hang on, relax. Parenting 101, I got a gold star yesterday. I'll tell you for why, okay? Now, my eldest, Jack, he's nine years old, those of you know him. He's, he's grown a little bit, actually. I don't know what that's about. Anyway, he, uh, we've been trying for oh, two years, I reckon, to get him to ride his bike. Now, I'm a patient man. <laughs> Why? <laughs> that's a little bit hurtful, you're laughing there. I've not got a giggle at that point. No, that's out of my notes. Anyway, he, um, yesterday he was adamant that he wasn't going to ride his bike. Now, we knew we'd got a Saturday off, so we planned this. We knew football was even cancelled. I know. It's almost like it was primed, ready. So we, we decided, we knew where we were going to go, and we're just going to go for it, because he is the most stubborn, resistant child I've ever met, and I do not know where he gets it from. <laughs> I have no idea. He's so strong-willed. Anyway... After looking at Instagram for the past two years, I decided that I could well be one of the worst parents on planet Earth. Do you know when you look at Instagram, what annoys me is it's always perfect. You see that little boomerang video of everybody else's child biking forwards, then they bike backwards. I don't even know how they bike forwards, let alone backwards. Incredible. Anyway, off they go, forwards and backwards. I'm like, that child is literally just out the womb and they're riding their bike. My son is nine years old and he still cannot ride his bike. So I decided that the best proverb for me was Proverb 4, verse 23, which says, above all else, guard your heart. Now... There's a little bit of a life lesson in that for us because when you look at social media, it's so easy to get drawn in that everything's perfect, isn't it? They had the same arguments that I had. Let me tell you. There was the same crossword said. There was the same awkwardness from your nine-year-old son who says, it's my life and I'll do what I want. (laughs) And I quote... So I had to, I've, I've had to guard my heart, we've had to guard our heart over the past two years, not get drawn in by all this social media nonsense that everybody's perfect and everything's wonderful and you are the worst parent on earth. I'll let you judge for yourselves. <laughs> the reality, you see, is very different. We've been trying for a long time with him and yesterday as we got him up to the park, I decided that we were just going to persist. So when he puts his feet down, I'm just going to keep pushing. Just put your feet back up. Get them on the pedals. We're going to make this happen. No, I don't want to do it. Feet come down. Bangs them at the back of his leg. And he's like, you must hate me, Father. (laughs) And I'm like, no, this is for your own good. Come on, we'll be able to do it. Promise you. (laughs) You are judging me now as a parent. I I can tell. 
But I'm like, no, come on, we, we can do this. We can do this. Just, and I was, I was so calm and so patient. <laughs> I did actually have a laugh there. Little smiley face. And I, I had this moment where he got off his bike, he threw it on the floor, and he said, I can't do it. I don't want to do it. There is no need for me to ride my bike. It's my life, and I'll do what I want. Now, at this point, I had to think to myself, well, there's several things I could say here, but I'm careful. <laughs> I thought, I thought we're just gonna have to be, I'm just going to have to say the right thing. I don't know what to say, but I just said, Jack, you are Jack Ward. You're a smart boy, and you can do whatever you put your mind to, but you have to want to do it. And then I said to him, so sit there and cry for five minutes and then get back on your bike. <laughs> I should have left the last part out, but I'm speaking truth to you this morning. So, <laughs> so he, he, he decided then that he was going to get back on his bike because dad wasn't letting up. I wasn't letting him go and play with the football like he really wanted to. He got back on his bike. We went up this little bit on the grass. So if he did fall off, it wasn't going to hurt too much. We went up that way, spun around and then came back the other way. And as we came back the other way, I'd let go. He didn't know I'd let go. He turned round. He realized then I'd let go. I managed to catch him. And then he suddenly realized, he went, Dad, I've got it. I was like, oh, yes, you have. Number one parent. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> so then I decided, right, okay, now we're off, the, we're off the grass. We'll stick his helmet on. We'll get on the little tennis court or basketball court, whatever it is, so it's tarmac. Remember, I've said to him, Jack, you are Jack Ward. You are a smart boy. You can do this, you just need to want to do it. And he got on his bike, on the concrete, and he rode round three times. At one point, I was stood so far away from him that if he had have fallen, there would have been carnage. All right? But thankfully, he didn't fall. So a little persuasion, a little bit of guidance, and finally, he has learned how to ride his bike. So if anybody does have a top, parent medal or a cup then I will be willing to receive it okay I definitely will be willing to receive it. don't applaud I think I was about six year old six years old when my, my dad taught me so I'm, I'm taking it that you know that over the years some of the good stuff's dropped out but never mind it is what it is but the reason that I tell you that is not just so I can give you parenting goals or tell you my achievements. The reason is this, that that phrase that came to me as I said it to him yesterday sort of struck me somewhat, that we have to decide who we are and we also have to be willing to live that out. So you are who you are, but are you willing to step into that? Are you willing to get on the bike, as it were, and start pedaling? When Jesus first met Peter, as Corrie's read for us in John chapter 1, verse 35 through 42, he says to him, Simon, you will be called Peter, or as it's uh, translations from his Petros, which means a stone. Simon, you will be called Peter, Petros, a stone. And as you look through the Bible, God's purpose so often is to change names, to change paths, to set these people on a completely different path to what they were going on. I don't want to do it, 
I'm not interested in doing it. It's my life. I'll do what I want. And God meets these people and says, no, listen, this is what's going to happen. You think of uh, Abram to Abraham, Sari or Sari to Sarah, Jacob to Israel, Saul to Paul. So many times God changes names, sets these people on a path that is completely different to where they were going before. And here it's no different. Jesus is setting or changing the direction of Peter's life, of Simon's life. Simon was a fisherman. And Jesus says to him, now I'm going to make you a fisher of men. Some of us fish, some of us catch. Some of us are single liners, some of us are trawlers. Somebody once told me that with a lot of wisdom. But you see, the truth is that Jesus is setting Peter now, this stone, on a new path. And Peter's life is going to be marked by all that he does for Christ. And believe me when I say this, he makes mistakes. A lot of them. And I'll pick up on one as we um, get into the next part of our reading. But my question is this. What about you? Who are you? Have you ever thought about that before? I could say all sorts of things, and we've talked about this before. You know my, uh, my history. I'm a body repair technician. Nobody's impressed anymore. <laughs> Four years I trained for that. Nothing. Or you might say, well, you know, I'm a mum. That's what I do. Or I'm a dad. That's who I am. I'm an engineer. I'm a doctor. I could say I'm annoying. <laughs> it's not in my notes. I'm just making sure you're listening. You could say I'm a salesperson. I'm a nurse. I'm a student. They wouldn't let me pass 16 years of age at school. I don't know why. Anyway, but who does God say you are? Who does God say you are? You see, we, we might do things, we might live these lives, but they're not who we are. They don't define us. And 1 John chapter 3, let's just have a look at what we see here. 1 John chapter 3, has everybody got the Bibles with them this morning? Who hasn't got a Bible with them? You, you can, um, we can give you a Bible if you don't have a Bible. We'd love to give you a Bible. Um, so if you don't have a Bible, don't leave this place without a Bible. Let us give you a Bible. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 says this, How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called, we, you ready for this, this is you and me, who've accepted Christ as our Savior, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. Amen. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us. Do you know that phrase there from the original is untranslatable. They've put that in there to make it readable for you and me. But the love is so great, the word in is so great, that it is actually impossible to translate it word for word. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And Peter says, and that's what we are. Children of God. That's who I am. That's who you are. We are children of God. And when we think about that, 
that puts us in a bracket where we're sons and daughters of the Most High. We've been saved, redeemed. We've been set free from sin because of his great love for us. That I might have all these labels on my life saying who I am. But the first and foremost is I am a child of the Most High God. I am a son of the living God. And all these other things, well, they're great. And we study and we work hard for them and we achieve things and we get to those points and we go, fantastic. Parent 101 today. Tomorrow, don't worry. It'll be over this afternoon because he wants to go and ride his bike this afternoon. He's guaranteed to fall off. We'll end up at A&E and everybody will be like, ooh, that's not gone well. <coughs> if that happens now. <laughs> but you see, we might put all of these labels on our life, but... but I want to just ask you this. We don't always put the label on our life, do we? Life sometimes puts a label on us. And, and that can be a, a myriad of things. And you know what those labels can be. Those things that, that people have said to you that you are, are you this, are you that? And you know. You know what they've called you. You know the labels that you've perhaps had from a child. And so many different things can stick with us, and we can think that they define us. And church, let me tell you this morning, they don't. They really don't. Their names and labels, that's fine. But first and foremost, we are children of God. And if that really didn't get an amen, I may as well pack up. But you see, Peter helps us with this a little bit more, because, you see, when, when we know who we are, we can start to put in perspective who God is. Because if I know that I'm a child of God, that means that somebody's done something incredible. Somebody's done something far beyond my wildest dreams or imagination in order for me to get there. Because I can't achieve that. I can't earn that off my own merit. I can't pay for it. It's not possible for me to do anything in order to get that. But God has put me in a position now where I am his son. And you in a position where you are his children. And Peter says, let's have a look where Corrie, um, no, Corrie didn't read from this. Matthew chapter 16. Um, just turn back with me if you will. And let's just have a look at this. Because Peter now, um, as he's been walking and talking with the Lord over a few years, he now knows who Christ is. But more than that, that the heaven the heavens, God has revealed to him, the Holy Spirit has revealed to him exactly who Christ is. Uh, chapter 16 of Matthew, verse 13, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked. Jesus asks, who do you say I am? And Simon Peter, as we know, Petros, answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And he says this, And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. 
Peter opens up our eyes and our uh, situation now to understand that this man, Jesus Christ, is the Son of the living God, that he is the promised Messiah, that he is God in flesh. What Peter's saying is, you are Christ, you are God in flesh. And we've talked before about the Trinity, and it all sounds really complicated because we are one person and only one. Yet God is three, God the Father, God the Son, and Holy Spirit. And here, he is in flesh, dressed like you and me. He is Jesus Christ. And Peter declares that truth. And now, Jesus then reminds him who he is. He says, Simon, Peter, Simon, you are Simon, son of John, son of Jonah. That's who you are. And you're a, a stone, and I'm going to use you in an incredible way, and we're about to find out. And then he says, but on this rock, Jesus Christ, on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell are not going to stand against it, Peter. And Peter, at this point, must have thought, wow. Wow. Revealed to him from heaven. He now knows who this man is in front of him. He is absolutely sure of it. Jesus reminds him who he is. And only three verses later, Jesus has to say to him, you ready for this? Peter took him aside because Jesus had just said that he's going to have to be put to death. Verse 22, Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said. This shall never happen to you. Nobody's ever going to put you to death. Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. When we talk about mistakes, there are a few. Peter is a human, a man, just like me and just like all those other guys. He is a human being just like you, and he is liable to huge mistakes. But Jesus here reminds Peter that he is part of the building blocks that are going to make this wonderful thing called the church that we are rooted and established and our foundation is Christ, amen? And here this morning, you and me are the same. We are stones, living stones, and part of this beautiful thing that's called the church. Now here in Gainsborough, there's not as many of us as there's been over the last few weeks this morning, yet we individually, as we put our faith and our trust in Christ, become part of this beautiful thing called the church. And throughout the country, throughout the world, where the gospel is preached, the word is held to, and people trust Christ as their saviour, we are all these living stones that build up this wonderful thing called the church. That God knew that he had to do something in order for his people to pass from death to life in order for us to get away from this bondage of sin. And the only way that that happens is we know who Christ is, and then we know who we are. That we know that Christ is our saviour. He is who he says he is. He says, I am who I am. He's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. He was there in the beginning during the creation of the world. Genesis chapter 1. And this morning, as we know and we understand that he is the Christ, that I can stand here this morning and know because I've said sorry for my sin, 
and I believe in Christ as my Savior, that I can stand here as a son of the Most High God, a child of God. I am part of this wonderful fabric that is the church. I am one of those living stones. 1 Peter chapter 2, and let's just have a look at this. Again, as Peter just, oh, he, he just encourages us to learn and to grow. Isn't that what we want as his church, as the Lord's church? Do we not want to learn and to grow? 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 4, as you come to him, the living stone, so as you come to God, come to Christ, the living stone rejected by men but chosen by God and precious to him, you also are like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We are living stones. And that means that the way that we act, the way that we are, the way that we behave, the way that we put ourselves out there into the world, that people then know who we are by the way that we are. And people can say, yeah, okay, she's a doctor, or he's an engineer, or she's a mum, or he's a dad. But first and foremost, you can tell that they're a Christian. You can tell. You could spot it a mile off by the way that we are and the way that we live. Isn't that what we want? Alistair's going to play a song for us, and as he just presses play on that, our response this morning to our God is that I am who you say I am. Not a label or a job, not a nickname or anything else, but who you say I am. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me all his love for me. All his love for me. Who the sun sets free, who is free?
therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you love us so dearly that you desire us to walk with you. And we pray that this week you come and clothe ourselves with you. And that the words we've heard today, that thing about identity and having identity in you, does not fall on stony grounds. It's not neglected, it's not ignored, but it sets root in our hearts. Whether we know you or not, that sets a root in our heart that we can know that you dearly love us and you have chosen us and you want to walk with us and you want to have a relationship with us. We thank you, Lord, we praise you and we say at the start of this week, come and impact our lives this week in mighty ways as we walk with you. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.